Hello, uh, it is April 26, 2021, and you're listening to my podcast. My name is Ryan Reeves. Uh, this is the podcast called I Will Name This Podcast Later because I don't have a name for this. Wanna know why? Because this is my very first episode, and I didn't even really plan, um, to be honest with y'all, in a moment of transparency. This is just gonna be a cool conversation, hopefully. Hopefully, maybe uh, y'all will learn something, take something away from this. Y'all might even share my same sentiment. Or you might not, which is awesome too. Either way, everyone has their own opinion. They're entitled to it, whether it's right or wrong. Um, so, you know, we'll see where, where it goes. Um, podcasts are pretty dope. Um, they're a great way to pass the time. If you're listening to this, you might be like me in that aspect. They're a great way to learn some things, get a new perspective, or just hear some interesting takes, right? Some interesting opinions. And I got a lot of those. I'm going to say I'm a, I'm a pretty opinionated person, the people that would know me. <laughs> and so uh, I think a podcast would be pretty, pretty good for me. And I've been meaning to start one for a while. It's just life has uh, kept me pretty busy. So, but hey, what better motivation than anger? <laughs> of course, I'm half joking, but I'm not going to sit here and just act like I'm, I'm totally OK with the events of uh, 2021's Oscars. Um, and that has nothing to do with the fact that Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor. Uh, yes, we'll get to that later. Um, it has nothing to do with the fact that they pushed it back and the marketing wasn't so great uh, this time around. It wasn't at Dolby Theater this year, but of course that's the right thing with this uh, global pandemic. I'm sorry whether y'all care about this COVID stuff or not, or whether y'all are pro-vax or anti-vax, the Oscars were not going to happen at Dolby Theater. They weren't going to happen unless people were socially distanced or we had a smaller audience and they went to go for the smaller audience route. I actually liked it. I liked the setting. I truly believe that the Union Station, the way they did that, that's where it was at, by the way, um, not the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. It was at Union Station, still in L.A., um, but I, I think that was a really cool setting, especially how they kind of set it up. Obviously, the Oscars always know how to make stuff look pretty grandiose. So they did good there. Now, I definitely did miss having a host. They didn't really have an official host this time. You know, hosts can be controversial. Hosts can be hit or miss. But I do think it is necessary to have a host regardless because of the flow. And they had that okay here. You know, they did they did a good job. Um, they just had various people basically announce two awards at a time. And, you know, we've had people like Regina King started us off. Beautiful, amazing legend. Um, you know, Harrison Ford showed up, which was dope. <laughs> that man is old. And, of course, a lot of y'all are hearing are like, duh, he's old. But, like, no, there's a difference. When you're old and when you're, like, old, old, you could, like, hear it. You know, you could, like see it here you could it's all in the voice it's in his face the voice whatever but i do love harrison ford i do love the point he's reached in his career he's reached a status to where he doesn't really care he doesn't have to care like he was making fun of the lines they gave him for you know the oscars now that might have been bland um but he pulled that off pretty well and i think harrison ford is just a grumpy old man is pretty hilarious um but i love it some other big names, of course, um, you know, like a couple of the nominees, like Viola Davis and others. And, you know, Brad Pitt was there. He's not a nominee, but, you know, he, he's there. He's Brad Pitt. And, uh, you know, a bunch of other people like Halle Berry, Zendaya, all types of other 
great, great people were there. And they all did a good job with what they were given. But uh, a host was definitely needed here. And, you know, I'm I'm sitting here contemplating whether I want to do it how they did it or do I want to go in my own order since I guess we could just change the Oscar orders whenever we feel like it now for convenience. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm just going to go in the way I want to do it then, like uh, the Oscars just did what they wanted to do. So I guess I will go into Best Picture to start it off. We're just going to run through these categories real quick. We're not going to get into too too much deep territory here. We're just going to talk more about the winners. Uh, for Best Picture, the movie Nomadland won. Uh, that's a really, really good film. Uh, I actually watched it with my mom, uh, which was a pretty, pretty good bonding film, I would say. Uh, it's a drama. It came out, obviously, last year. Um, it stars Frances McDormand. And for those of you who don't know, Frances McDormand is a legend in her own right. She was in the old Fargo, not the new one, the 1996 one. Uh, another role she was in was um, Three Billboards. Um, three Billboards outside of, I think, Ebbing, Missouri, which is kind of funny because there is some similarities between that and Nomadland, um, just on the surface level. Uh, she voiced uh, a character in Isle of the Dogs as well. I do remember that. I forget the name of that character, but she definitely was in that as well as uh, she was in transformers she also was a voice in madagascar back in the day um she's done all types of voice acting stuff but yeah she's dope and uh nomad nomad land is a is a fantastic film directed by chloe zhao uh we'll talk more on her later love her she's great so yeah that was a pretty good um pretty good category uh, other films that were in that were The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Those were the main ones. Those were all of them, rather. Um, and yeah, they're, they're pretty good films in there. Judas and the Black Messiah was amazing. One of my favorite films um, that I've seen recently. Uh, Mank was interesting, uh, to say the least, but it was really good. The black and white uh, was beautiful. The cin- cinematography there was great, and we'll talk about that later as well. Um, Promising on Woman, I have not seen, uh, but I've heard great things about it. Um, it, it actually won an award, too, uh, which we'll talk about later. And Sound of Metal and Trial of Chicago 7, I have also not seen. But Sound of Metal, I've all heard amazing things, and I definitely have that on towards the top of my list. Moving on from there, I don't want to get into the actor categories yet, uh, but I will talk about the supporting ones. Um, starting off, the supporting actress category was pretty cool. Had some heavy hitters in there with Olivia Coleman and The Father. She did great. Glenn Close and Hillbilly Elegy. Huh, great actress. <laughs> uh, she's actually one of the most nominated actresses in history of the Oscars. We also have the supporting actress from Borat's uh, the subsequent movie film. <laughs> that movie was hilarious. Uh, Maria Baklova, uh, she was pretty nice in that. Pretty pretty nuts, pretty cool. Uh, she did what she had to. But actually, the winner of this category was none other than Yoon Yong Chan. Uh, she is a legend in her own right as an Asian actress. She's huge overseas, especially. She is a Korean legend. Um, shout out to Korea. They're filmmakers. They're movie stars, their 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 talent, their artists. It's it's really good to see that they're getting the recognition they deserve. This actually was a pretty good Oscars for Asian filmmakers. Um I'm sure a lot of Asian filmmakers and film enthusiasts and 
just uh, members of the Asian community as a whole should be proud to see uh, the, you know, the display at this 2021 Oscars. Hey, and hey, black people, we should be proud, too, because <laughs> my boy Daniel Kaluuya won his first Oscar. Shout out to him. That's dope at Best Supporting Actor. Well-deserved. Um, I was kind of confused why Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield were both put into the supporting actor category. That's kind of weird, um, considering that one of them needs to be an actual, you know, not that's just I, I don't get I just don't get how that works. Like, how, how can you have both of the main characters be supporting? I'm just confused about that one, especially it's called Judas and the Black Messiah. You could argue that Lakeith should have not been supporting but should have been just a lead actor but then i don't know if lakeith's performance could stack up against the heavy hitters in that actor category this year so um i'm just happy that they both uh got you know nominated shout out to leslie odom jr too for his sam cook role he got a nomination so that was great uh, one night in miami was a pretty good film pretty fun uh look at history a twist at history sasha baron cohen with Trial of the Chicago set, Chicago rather 7. Well, that was a good film, too. Very good performance from him. Uh, Paul Rashi from Sound of Metal also did a great job. I mean, th- there was a lot of talent this year. Say what you will. Some may say that this was a weaker, you know, year due to the pandemic, uh, kind of killing the film industry last year. I wouldn't say kill. That's not the right word. That's kind of abrasive. I'll just say that they put a big dent and some of the things that could have been in, in the Oscars this year and some of the films that we could have been watching and already watched and could have enjoyed in theaters. Ooh, that would have been nice, right, for a lot of these. But, you know, different times, different Oscars, or are they so different? Hmm. Something to think about. Moving right along, we're going to move on to... The best original screenplay. That is what, yeah, that, that's a good category. I think we'll do that one. Promising Young Woman won. Now, I personally was surprised, but I wasn't disappointed. Great film. Personally, I would rather have seen Judas and the Black Messiah or Minari win, but I am a little biased. Sound of Metal could have won too. Uh, that was another one that was nominated. And the final nomination for that category was Trial of the Chicago 7. But the one who took home the cake was Emerald Fennell for, again, for Promising Young Woman. I am actually pretty happy about that whole Promising Young Woman story because, like, they just seem so happy that they got nominated. Like, they were freaking out, like, like all like because they got a bunch of different nominations for uh, this year's Oscars. And just to see the excitement, like, <laughs> I, I remember when the director who also happens to be Emerald Fennell, um, she was just so happy uh, to just just to be nominated to the point where, like, it, it was just, you know, it's just cool. It's always cool to see those people who, who just want to make a movie to make a movie. And they just, you could tell they truly love what they do, and you could tell that they truly love the story that they're telling, and it really does mean something to them, and they have a purpose. And that purpose isn't just to get a golden bald man statue in your room their purpose is to tell a good story uh one that matters one that resonates with people and they want to connect with people on a human level and relate to people on a vulnerable level and they accomplished that shout out to you emerald great job even though you're probably never going to listen to this 
But yeah, definitely a fan. The next category I'm going to go ahead and just dive right in is going to be that adapted screenplay. Ooh, big surprise, right? Right after the regular screenplays. Uh, but yeah, adapted screenplays, for those of you who don't know, are basically what they sound like. They are adapted from something else. Um, and so there was five of those this year. And the winner of that was The Father by Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller. Yeah, they did a good job there. Uh, the Father has won a lot. Um, it was a great film. So it's very understanding. It's very Oscar-y. Uh, we'll talk about that in another episode. What does Oscar-y mean? What is like the Oscar look? What is the typical Oscar winning film? And sure, yeah, I definitely just made up the word Oscar-y, but it's my podcast, so I could do that. You know, I could do that. Uh, it's a real word now. I'll put it in a dictionary one day, a thesaurus somewhere. Google it. I bet you'll, I bet, I bet you'll find it. You could definitely find it on like Reddit or like Google, Urban Dictionary, uh, any of those type of sites. You know, you know. And I'm totally not about to just go add it to Urban Dictionary right now if it's not there after I make this. Not at all. Nah, I would never do something like that. But moving right along, got a little off track there. <laughs> Uh, We're going to talk about um, these animated features. Now, the animated features are always one of my favorite categories every year. Animated films hold a special place in my heart. They've been a huge part of my life, a huge part of my childhood, growing up, going to the theater with my family. Honestly, now that I think about it, it was, yeah, the first movie I saw was actually an animated feature. It was Lion King. Great movie. Classic, obviously, right? But... Animated features are amazing because they could resonate with so many different audiences. That is their goal. Uh, they're not just kids' movies. They are aimed at kids nine times out of ten, but there's also a lot more to them now than there used to be. And we even seen that in this year's Oscars with Wolf Walkers. That was a really cool film. It didn't win, but it was a really, really good animated film about like this young hunter and her like journey to Ireland to help like wipe out the last wolf pack. Yeah, sounds kind of nuts, but there's a lot more to it because obviously everything changes. And the film definitely had some really interesting cast members to it. It had Sean Bean. For those of you who don't know who Sean Bean is, he's Ed Stark from Game of Thrones, uh, Boromir from Lord of the Rings. Those are the only two roles I know him from. I know he was in the Snow Snowpiercer TV series. I'm not sure if he's still in that, but he definitely is a great actor. They had all types of other pretty cool voice actors in this and I think they did a great job so yeah that, that was a good film another animated film that was nominated was Onward Onward made me tear up I'm an older brother so I related to a little bit more than other people for those of you who don't know what Onward is about it is a Pixar movie you know how those pretty much win animated features like all the time no it, it didn't win it didn't win Pixar did not take home an Oscar this year I was very surprised but the movie that did win is well-deserving, more than well-deserving. But back to Onward. Onward had a superstar cast. It had Tom Holland, Chris Pratt. It had Octavia Spencer. I could go on and on. There was all types of great, you know, voice actors throughout this. Pixar got them, you know, Disney got that money. So they, they could afford to pretty much get whoever they want and anything they want. Um, but just to tell you what the story's about, since uh, I'm a little biased towards Onward, it was one of my favorite movies last year. It was actually the last movie I saw right before quarantine started, uh, back last year. 
And anyways, it's about two uh, brothers who basically are going on like this quest and it's like this fantasy world, but it's like more modernized. So like their magic is going away because modern technology is eliminating the need for them to use their magical powers. So like, for examples, you have like fairies who like can't fly anymore. So they like drive on motorcycles. It's kind of nuts. But basically in this crazy, wacky world, these two brothers are going on a quest to basically bring their father back to life for one day so they could meet him. Well, not so they could meet him, so the younger brother could meet him. It's a great story. If you're a sibling, you might tear up at the end just a little bit. It's pretty pretty great. Couple other short films that were nominated were Over the Moon and a Sean the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. <laughs> that movie I haven't seen it, but that movie title's hilarious and <laughs> That little clip that they showed at the Oscars before, like, you know, when they say the nomination and then they show a little clip from the movie. <laughs> it looked pretty interesting. It looked pretty solid. It looked pretty good. It had that classic Will Betcher like animation style. For those of you who don't know what the animation style is, if you've seen the movie Paranorman or Pirates or uh, like Wallace and the something curse where the rabbit something <laughs> forgot the name of that movie. Uh, I pr- should probably look it up, but you know, like I said before, I'm kind of just winging this whole thing. This is totally just a test again. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, this whole Shaun of the sheep franchise with that animation style with all those damn sheep. But yeah, that one looked pretty interesting. It looked pretty funny. But the winner of this animated feature, uh, you know, group here this year was Soul. Soul is a was a great film. Great, great film. I was so happy that they won. The director was Pete, the uh, doctor. But you have to understand that who, who was a white man who, who was making directing a, a black film. Yes. But the co-director is Kemp Powers. A black man, Kemp Powers, who is the person who wrote One Night in Miami. Uh, he's wrote for Star Trek. He's wrote for live television before. He's done a lot. The man is no you know, stranger to this business. The cast for Soul was pretty amazing, too. Jamie Foxx was the lead. Tina Fey was in it. Um, I could go on and on. Donnell Rawlings, Questlove... They had Rachel House, they had Margot Hall, David Diggs, like, uh, they had a bunch of other people, but it was a great film, and it really is interesting because it really just focuses on just life and how we live it and how we don't live it, you know? And that's really all I say from that. (laughs) You really just gotta go gotta go watch the movie it's on uh disney plus right now so go check that out now let's get into something more musical of course soul's super musical too but no i'm talking about like the actual genres like the actual the actual award sections at the oscars and that is original score we're gonna go into that one first and then after that we'll go into original song now i don't want to be too long-winded on this episode so i'm gonna start to speed up just a little bit but for those of you who who really care about these musical categories at the Oscars, I promise you, like you're gonna you're gonna want to still listen. We'll start off with the original score. The winner for that was Soul. Uh, so that was dope. 
that was Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste. Great job there. Other people nominated were Defy Bloods, Mank, Minari, and News of the World. Moving on from there, the winner for Best Original Song, so happy about this one, Judas and the Black Messiah, Fight for You by Her. Whew. She's not the only one on that song, but boy, they killed that song. They killed that album. One of my favorite, um, you know, movie albums since like Kendrick Lamar's Black Panther album, like years back. There were some other good songs in this category, too, but none really <laughs> matched up, honestly, in my humble opinion, too. Hers Fight For You song. Yeah, nah, mm, <laughs> just wasn't very close for me personally. Moving on from there, we'll go into cinematography. Now, cinematography is very important for a film, obviously, but for whatever reason, it doesn't really get the same love that a director or an actor gets, which is just nuts to me. But I do have to remember that not everyone cares about that type of thing. They just want to see the good movie, look at the people on the screen, and who do they think was the person behind it, when really there's a lot more to it than that. But... Cinematography winner here was Mank. Big surprise. Black and white, you know, they love black and white at the Oscars. They love black and white in general. If you could do black and white right, shit, you're going to have a lot of people liking your stuff. And you're going to win some awards somewhere. It might not be the Oscars, but damn it, if you could pull off some black and white the way that they did in Mank, you will be successful. You will go somewhere. You will win an award. Like I said, it might not be at the Oscars. But you definitely could still find success with that type of black and white film style. There's been a lot of beautiful black and white films that have been made throughout history, and they kind of stand the test of time when they're done right. So it's really no surprise that Mank won here. Other films in this category were Judas and the Black Messiah. I was impressed with the cinematography, but I didn't think it was going to be able to match up with Mank. News of the World, I have honestly not seen, so I'm not going to act like I have. Nomadland, yeah, that's a tricky one because the, the, no, the cinematography for Nomadland is like literally telling the story, too. So I think that's why it was nominated. But the shots themselves were beautiful, but they weren't they weren't the most ambitious. But this story of Nomadland wasn't really about ambition at all so and of course the the last the last nominee for cinematography was the trial of the chicago seven pretty good they did a good job there but mank yeah that easily takes the cake here moving on to probably what would be my mother's favorite category given her talents in fashion design uh would be the costume design category the winner here was ann roth my mom informed me that she is a 90-year-old woman that still is kicking ass. So, hey, she won for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And those those um, those outfits, the, the hair, the makeup, the everything about the costumes for the talent and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was great. I really liked how they made everybody look, especially Viola, especially Chadwick. Rest in peace to him. Now, I'm not sure if Ann Roth is actually 90. My mom might have been exaggerating or she might have been doing her a favor and she might be older than that. Either way, uh, Ann Roth is amazing and a legend. Uh, Ann Roth has done a lot. My mom informed me that she's done the costume design for like all types of stuff like the birdcage and 
the talented and like there's just a lot that she's done. She's been around for a while, like a a long time. So, you know, good good for her. She's seen a lot and she's still kicking. She looks good too for her age. If she's that old, I don't, you know, shout out to Ann Roth. Other people that were nominated in this category were Alexandra Byrne for Emma, Trish Somerville for Mank, Bina Daglier for Mulan, and Massimo Catini Parini for Pinocchio. Uh, all great jobs here from everyone, obviously. I wasn't really too impressed from Mank. I really wasn't with the costume design in Mank. It was cool, I guess, but they're there for a reason. Moving on, we're going to start to really speed it up here. It's film editing. The winner there was from Sound of Metal. Big surprise with the subject matter of that film, um, given, you know, the drumming and stuff like that. And all just, just, you know, musical. It's not a musical, but films that focus on musical stuff and have music at their core. It obviously needs to have spot on editing, especially when it tells a story about a heavy metal drummer who's losing their hearing. Think about that for a second. Think about it for another second. A heavy metal drummer is losing his hearing. That's terrifying. Me, personally, I have astigmatism. I can't see too well out of my left eye. Basically blind, legally. If something were to happen to my right eye, I wouldn't be able to see. I love film and movies, right? For those of you that know me, and for those of you that are listening, you should, I hope you understand how much I love movies and television so if i lose my ability to see that's really scary as an artist shit i remember when i had i had some wax in my ear this might gross some of y'all out but i had wax in my ear because it's 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 a genetic thing it runs in the family we we know how to clean our ears people we're not dirty okay (laughs) but i had some wax in my ear and i couldn't hear and that freaked me out for like three days to a week. So I can't imagine if your whole life is dedicated to, you know, music and that happens. So shout out to that film. Moving right on from there, the winner for makeup and hairstyling was Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Big surprise. The winner for production design was Mank. That was dope. The winner for sound design was Sound of Metal. Again, big surprise. Visual effects was Tenet. That's Christopher Nolan's movie. Yeah, that that, that makes the most sense. Uh, for those of you that might be wondering who, who else is in that category, Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, and The One and Only Ivan were in that category. Uh, moving on for documentary feature, the winner for that was My Octopus Teacher. Yeah, I said that right. My Octopus Teacher. There is a documentary that won an Oscar called My Octopus Teacher. It's good, though. You should check it out. Documentary short subjects. Uh, the winner for that one was Colette. That one was beautiful. It's a it's a foreign film, but you also check it out if you don't mind subtitles or stuff like that. Animated short film is If Anything Happens, I Love You. I need to check that one out. I haven't really seen that one, so I can't really speak too much on that one. The live action short film, Two Distant Strangers. I haven't seen that one either, but that one looks super interesting to me especially considering uh, the director being a gentleman by the name of Trevon Free. Relatively newer director, relative... He's been around for a while making, you know, films and stuff. But as a producer and writer, 
But this was his first, like, really, really big, you know, shot. And he did really well with that. That movie had Joey Badass in it, a really good rapper, one of my favorites, actually. That movie's on Netflix, so you can go check it out right now. And finally, before we get on to the actor and actress nominations and winners, he's... We're going to focus on the international films. Now, international films are super important. We don't get an, we don't get enough love for them in this country. In this country, I mean America. If you're listening to this, yes, I am in America. Most of y'all should know this because most of y'all that are listening should be in America. But for those of you that are not, yes, I am an American. <laughs> Yes, I know we're ignorant. I'm sorry. I I can't I you know, I I can't do nothing about that. I truly believe that international films do deserve a lot more love, a lot more exposure, a lot more publicity, all that. So, I'm going to do my due diligence here and I'm actually going to take my time with this category before I dive into the final two uh you know, <laughs> main event, I'll just say. The winner of international films this year at the Oscars was Another Round. Great film. Great film. Another Round Denmark. I love it. Uh, it's it's a interesting one. It's, it's a film uh, that has Mark Mickelson. He's great. And he's so great. For those of you who don't know who Mark Mickelson is, he was like in Doctor Strange. He was in Death Stranding. He was in, what else was he in? He was in Rogue One. He, I'm pretty sure he he was in Tenant or maybe not necessarily Tenant. No, I think he was in Tenant. I'd have to, I'd have to go back. I know he was, I know for a fact he was Dr. Hannibal in that series back in the day. He's done a lot of stuff. Now, I don't think he was in Tenant now that I'm actually sitting here thinking about it. But I do know he was in Rihanna's Bitch Better Have My Money music video, and that was hilarious. So, um, moving on from there, he, he you know, he, he had a great performance, and that was a big reason why it won. The movie Another Round, Denmark, is basically about four friends, and, like, they're all high school teachers, and they're basically testing a theory that they, to see if they could, like, you know, improve their lives, have a great time, or whatever, by man- maintaining a certain level of alcohol in their blood at all times. So basically, just, just be drunk, you know, the whole time and uh, see how well life can go for you or wrong. Um, either way, it's a great film, great comedy and drama at the same time. Dramedy, that's what that's called. A good dramedy. And if y'all want a good laugh, go ahead and check it out. I believe that film is on Amazon Prime right now, but it's not for like free or nothing. You got to actually pay. Unfortunately, you know how Amazon is. There's a reason why Jeff Bezos is as rich as he is now. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Moving on from there. Other films in this category is Better Days. It's a Hong Kong film. Collective, the Romanian film. The Man Who Holds His Skin, the Tanzanian film. That's a good one. That's an interesting one. I went ahead and checked that out like the other night and before the Oscars. And it's about this dude who like basically just becomes art like his tattoo becomes art and he is art and it's really interesting how his identity just becomes tested in this whole situation and there's other things that happen too but you gotta go check that movie out 
final film that got nominated for international film was Kuva de Saida. It's a Bosnian film. It's pretty dope. Uh, it's a good one. Great films. Everybody should go check out international films. Stop just watching American filmmakers. Y'all are missing out. We're only a small part of the world. I know. I know. I know how that sounds. America and all that greatness, right? And all our patriotism and all that stuff, right? It's great. But like <laughs> the world is big, okay? The world is, is huge. And there is a lot of great artists out there that's work is not getting appreciated the way it should only because we're so focused on, you know, patriotism and, um, you know, just American filmmakers. But y'all got to definitely check out some of these Asian filmmakers, some of these Bollywood filmmakers, some of these African filmmakers, European filmmakers, you know, whatever it may be. There's some really great artists out there, some really great pieces of work out there if you like movies and television. Yes, you might have to turn on some subtitles. <laughs> like we had to when Bon Joon-ho presented the Oscar to Chloe Zhao. He spoke in his native language and people were complaining. That's ridiculous. <laughs> He's Korean. He doesn't speak English. He doesn't want to speak English. He doesn't have to speak English. And I'm sure Bon Joon-ho knows some English. But he's not going to speak some English when he's over here won like what? Four, five Oscars for a Korean film? Come on now. And not only that, he did that while presenting the award to Chloe Zhao, the first Asian woman to win Best Director at the Oscars. Come on now. <laughs> well, I guess now that that's out the way, I guess we could finish this off soon here. Uh by talking about the best actor and actresses categories. The most controversial moment of the Oscars. And this is the part where it all fell apart for me. No, I'm not mad at the Oscars for not having a host. Yes, they should have had one. No, I'm not mad at the Oscars for rearranging the order of things. It's weird, but it happens. It is what it is. You know, be flexible, right? That's what the business is all about. That's what life's all about, honestly. But I will be upset about how they handled these last two categories. Really just really just best actor. Actress was fine. Because the winner for best actress was Frances McDormand for Nomadland. And she did absolutely amazing in that. Now granted, I would have picked Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think she delivered a much more powerful performance than Frances McDormand, but McDormand definitely delivered a very subtle a very quaint, a very real raw performance that you don't get from some of these other actresses here. Andra Day did The United States versus Billie Holiday. I didn't see that yet. I was supposed to with my mom, but we just didn't get around to it. Um, but, you know, that that was a that was a good one. I've heard Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, another film I have not seen, but heard good things about that one. And Carrie Mulligan for Promising Woman. Great job there. Um, this category was pretty good one, had some had some very talented women, um, but Frances McDormand and Viola Davis were in a, you know, class of their own here this year, honestly. It was really just between those two, to me. So I was really, I wasn't really mad at either one winning, so I do think, you know, Viola Davis should have way more awards than she does, but you could say that about a lot of women, especially black and brown ones. <laughs> now to finish it off. Best actor. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is actually what, you know, inspired me to just sit down at like one to two in the morning to make this here. Um, 
<laughs> Man, what a mess. So normally best actor and actresses become before best picture, but they switched it around this year for best actor. Leading up to the Oscars, Chadwick Boseman, as soon as we knew he was nominated, everybody thought he was going to win. If you go back and look at the Golden Globes this year, everybody thought he was going to win. He didn't win. Anthony Hopkins won a Golden Globe. Everybody was shocked. Anthony Hopkins was shocked. You want to know why? Because he wasn't even there. He said, I'm good, love, and joy. He wasn't there, but he won. And Chadwick didn't. And here's where I start to get irritated. Not because Chadwick didn't win. Of course, I'm disappointed, but I'm not mad at it. Because Anthony Hopkins is one of the greatest actors ever. And, you know, he did an amazing job in The Father. And he's more more than deserving of that award to win Best Actor this, you know, for the Oscars this year. So I want to reiterate, I am not mad at Anthony Hopkins at all. I am mad at the Academy, however. Very disappointed in the Academy. Very disgusted with the Academy Awards. Some of y'all might be shocked to hear that after I just spent like an hour or so almost just kind of talking to y'all about the Oscars and stuff. But the way they handled that was just honestly very unfortunate. And, And for those of you still confused... Uh, Chadwick Boseman, as maybe many of y'all should know, a lot of y'all might not know, um, Chadwick Boseman passed away, um, rest in peace to him, legendary actor, legendary black actor, he spent his life dedicating his roles to the black experience, um, he played all types of activists, he, he is, not was, he is Black Panther, um, huge role. He's been a, a unifying force for for black people, and not 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 just like you and me if you're listening and you're black, but like people in the industry too, like in Hollywood, like really believed and looked up to that man. And people that worked on the MCU films with him, uh, you know, have nothing but the best things to say. And the fact that he passed away and none of us even knew what he was struggling with just shows you the type of humble king that this man is. And this man was, and this man will continue to be uh, wherever he is now. And he didn't win. And that's fine. But he didn't get a tribute either. Not so fine. Especially when, you know, Miss um, Bozeman, you know, the widow, is sitting there, was invited to the Oscars and everything. Now, that is the right thing to do. He got nominated. Family members go anyway, so he needs representation. Who better to represent him than his wife, correct? Yes, we all get that. But to make an NFT and to put him in the the gift bags of all the people at the Oscars, the nominees and the winners, that's kind of nuts. That's kind of gross. That's kind of gross, you know. Making an NFT for profit. For those of you who don't know what an NFT is, an NFT is essentially a form of like, I don't want to say currency, but I know it stands for a non-fungible token. And it's basically like data that's like digitally stored. Obviously, it's like an online, I don't want to say baseball card, (laughs) but it's like a, it's like a little, basically almost like online certificate for like you to have like a digital asset. It's like super unique and like they're rare and stuff. And that's why people have 
been like buying and selling them and trading them and stuff like that. That's why I said it's kind of like trading cards. But, you know, think of it like a mixture of trading cards, Bitcoin and stock all in one. That's just kind of how I see it. But yeah, so they made him into an NFT. Y'all could look it up with his golden head and everything in his likeness. That's disgusting to me. That's crazy. Now, maybe his estate, maybe his his, you know, his wife said that was okay. Um, if so, then, Hey, I take that back. But if not, I don't know about that, but I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that they would just do that without permission. So let me not hate on them for that, (laughs) but I will. And I think this is fair. I'm really, I'm going to be honest. The Oscars don't have a good history, right? We know this. Look at 2015 Oscar. So white. Look at all the other years where women don't get nominated for nothing for nothing. It's still, it's getting a little better, but we still got a long way to go for women. We still got a long way to go for people of color. And we see that with Chadwick's situation. The fact that they, they like, they set it up. They set it up by switching the best picture and the actor categories. They put best actor at the end because we, guess what? We all wanted to see who was going to win because if Chadwick won, that would have been great. And they would have had his moment. His wife would have went up there and spoke. It would have been amazing. Maybe she wouldn't have spoken because, you know, a lot of emotions. But whatever would have happened, if Chadwick could have won, that would have been great. And I guarantee you, most of the people watching the Oscars wanted to see that. Now, some of y'all wanted Anthony Hopkins to win. That is totally fine. Some of y'all wanted whoever else to win. Uh, like Riz Ahmed from Sound of Metal. He did a great job. Gary Oldman and Mank did a great job. Steven Yoon from Minari did a great job. Those are the other nominees. But come on now, y'all. We know what that was. They literally switched around the things to keep their ratings up. Because what are we going to do? We're going to watch to the end to see if Chadwick can win an Oscar. You know? It's posthumous Oscar. And he got nothing. And I should have known. I kind of did feel a little nervous when Viola Davis didn't win. But I was like, okay, Francis McDormand is amazing. So, like, you know, that's, they're like neck and neck anyway, so that's fine. But I definitely was very, very shocked when Joaquin Phoenix came out and was like, yeah, I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to say that anymore. And I was like, yikes, this is making me more nervous because... Obviously, to me, it seemed like Joaquin kind of peeked into that little folder and saw what, you know, who won and had a little oh shit moment because he probably just assumed Chadwick Boseman was going to win like the rest of us. Right. And this just proves to show like. Like. What where's the disconnect? Where's the miscommunication? Did the producers not know that Chadwick was not going to win? Because if they knew that Chadwick was not going to win, I don't think that they would have put it at the end. Or are the producers really just that disgusting and twisted to the point where they're going to, you know, use a man's, you know, death and legacy for ratings and drama? But we can't leave that out of the question because we have to remember that the Oscars is a show. It's a show. At the very beginning of every Oscars, it says directed, produced, and written by different people, right? Directed, produced, and written by. It's not just some award show that, you know, there's just, you know, 
you where you wing it. And of course, every award show is planned. Every award show has some writers, some producers, and some type of direction, right? That's just for anything because it is it is for entertainment purposes. But honestly, that shouldn't excuse the fact that just how blatantly disrespectful that is, if that is the case. Because the fact that you would use a dead man's legacy in order to help with your ratings, in order to make an NFT, all this stuff that they do, you know, the the wife is there and Anthony Hopkins isn't even there at the Oscars, didn't even video conference in. He didn't give a shit about that. Because he didn't think he was going to win. He didn't think he deserved to win, probably. Now, granted, a lot of these people who win Oscars and are nominated for Oscars are very humble and fake humble. They say they don't deserve to win, but deep down, they know they're talented. They know where they're at. They know who they are. And I'm not trying to say all this to, like, throw shade at Anthony Hopkins or nothing. I'm like, again, again, thank you, Anthony Hopkins. Thank you for not showing up because it makes it look so much worse to the Academy for the Academy to us <laughs> for us. <laughs> and uh, it's just very frustrating, especially being a black film student to see stuff like that. I was so excited watching the Oscars with the black and brown representation. And then, you know, to to not see Viola win, that was a big gut punch. And then, you know, when... <laughs> When Anthony Hopkins won over over um, Chadwick, you know, I felt like I don't even know. I, I felt like it was just like fake and it was just weird. It was just it was just an abrupt ending. You could even tell that the producers had like a oh shit moment. Let's get out of here, because as soon as they announced the last, you know, Anthony Hopkins is the winner. It was just kind of like abruptly over. It was just kind of awkward and extremely disappointing you know now it was nice to see for me personally it was really nice to see how many people share the same sentiment as me um you know just with how disappointing that whole situation was because Chadwick just means a lot to people you know and it's just just sad it was almost like, you know, <laughs> the Oscars said, all right, that's enough. That's enough black and brown Oscar winners. Let's go back to what we normally do. And I feel like a lot of other black filmmakers, like when I say black filmmakers, I'm talking about like legit, like Matthew A. Cherry, Issa Rae, Tyler Perry. I know Regina King was pissed. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I could go on. Even executives like Franklin Leonard, who is responsible for the blacklist, is like over here tweeting about it. Like, I, I was, I was tweeting too. But speaking of Franklin Leonard, he he brought up a very good point. Very, very good point. You know, Chadwick Boseman is one of those people that doesn't give a damn about awards. He wasn't stressed about winning. He would never ever want us to freak out about this, you know, lack of an award for his legacy and all that stuff, right? You know, he he is the type of person, Chadwick Boseman, that would want us to go back to just work harder to to beat, you know, BS like this tonight or to just, you know, create beautiful art and, and impact humanity the way that only an artist truly could. And so... You know, that's just what 
I'll plan to do. That's what I'm sure plenty others plan to do. And that's hopefully if any filmmakers, white, black, brown, whoever you are, (laughs) you know, gals, non-binary pals, men, women, whoever y'all are, you know, just make sure that the art that you make is the art that you care about. Tell the stories that not only you know, but the stories that you want to do, the stories that you want the world to know, the stories that you want to tell. And that, even, when I say that, that doesn't mean just as a writer, that means as a director, that means as a painter, a photographer, uh, an actor, a dancer, you know what I'm saying, a shoe artist, whoever it may, whatever it may be. Just do, do the shit that you really like and you really love. Because if you live in a life where you're not really loving it, then is that really a life worth living? Something to think about. All right, so I definitely um, (laughs) don't want to end on a super sad or sour note. So I will say that the Oscars definitely got some things right. Not the Chadwick situation, but everything else. um, Pretty much pretty, pretty solid Oscars, I think, other than that huge debacle there but moving on um uh i i did really think it was cool to see chloe zhao uh when she's the second woman ever to win best director and she's the first woman of color shout out to that um mia neal and jamika wilson two beautiful black queens were the first to win makeup and hairstyling that's so dope uh one of my favorite actors right now daniel kaluuya uh you know winning best supporting actor like there was there was awards giving out there also you know was black people involved with various other uh you know categories that got nominated and won awards so you know it's pretty pretty good pretty good things happen too we got you know we are accustomed to remembering the bad things and never the good things so just something to be mindful of so yeah it's not all bad uh so that's all i really have for y'all today this is my first podcast episode ever it was a lot longer than i expected uh, hopefully you know this wasn't too bad and hopefully y'all enjoyed something maybe learned something maybe got a little you know nugget of knowledge so again this is your boy ryan reeves signing out um <laughs> This is the, I'll name you this podcast later because I have no idea what I'm going to name this, but we'll figure that out pretty soon here. Anyways, y'all have a good day, night, evening, wherever you're at. Stay safe and watch some movies.